We are going to debate the merits of the city's waterfront park on this week's Access Louisville podcast. We have a new entertainment venue opening there. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Laurel Deppen. Hi there. Ellie Tolbert. Hi. And Haley Cawthon. Howdy. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to talk about Waterfront Park this week. Uh, you heard me say entertainment venue in the uh, intro, so... Uh, Laurel, tell us about this new place on the water, uh, near Waterfront Park. Yes, not only is it a new place, it's a new word, entertainment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this place hasn't been named yet, so that's a, that's a big mystery. Unclear when they're going to figure they're that out. They're just going to call it entertainment entertainment <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to say, entertainment Um Anyway, point is, it's a pickleball-themed bar and restaurant. So there's going to be food served there along with um, pickleball courts, um, league and inside opportunities. And outside, is that right? Or- I, well, I, the restaurant is definitely inside. Yeah. And the bar. Um, it, it's unclear if the pickleball, if the pickleball is ball, inside or yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like Baxter Jacks, I think. Um, it's the Baxter Jacks of pickleball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what they call it. <laughs> I suggested in print top pickle of a top golf, but uh, I don't a think top pickle. <laughs> I don't think they'll stick with that. Suggestion. The pickle king. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone else call it a big dill. A big oh, dill. I like it. Oh. It's a big dill. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I see what they did there. All right. So, are are you guys excited about this facility? We're always uh, we're excited about top golf, but uh, we got some. I have a special question for Ellie. I'm going to give her a whole moment on on pickleball. A whole here. moment. <laughs> but uh, are you are you guys have you played uh, much pickleball, or are you excited to play some 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 of this uh, this new sport that has come to town <laughs> and taken taken Louisville by taking storm? Taking the town the by, world storm. by storm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never played pickleball before, but I think if it were at a pickleball themed bar called the it Big Dill, it would be fun. Yeah. I. So I remember back when I worked in community news, like several years ago, I worked in this very small town and all these old people kind of banded together to get the city's first, I use the term city loosely, the city's first pickleball court. And I remember thinking, I'm like, who likes this? <laughs> but now, now pickleball is everybody a thing likes and everybody it. likes it. And they were ahead of their time. I heard it's good for tennis players who have bad knees and that's me so um i am up for up for trying it um if anyone wants to form a little pickleball team for sure yeah are you opening it up to the listeners yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah access louisville listeners shoot me an email if you want to have a pickleball team (laughs) (laughs) now ellie we talked about i can't remember the context but you're not you're you're i'm just always talking about (laughs) things so i don't know the context either a park that i go to a lot um, had tennis courts and they were paving over them and I was worried that they were turning them into pickleball courts because I play tennis and I love tennis and pickleball I don't want to be a anti-pickleball I don't want to be too strong <laughs> in my beliefs on this topic because I do see the merits of it right. you know it's community building there are people that maybe don't 
aren't as mobile or like yeah. they can go it's, play it's it. less sweaty tennis. less yes <laughs> but at the same time it seems like a fad it's just like like i don't know silly band it has <laughs> come so it has gone from no one talks about pickleball <laughs> to, talks to about like it. the pickleball tsunami. right and so right. i don't want all of the like, tennis been, courts to be paved it's over been building for years though it has like I think yeah. Tom Sawyer Park like did a bunch of pickleball courts. EP Tom Sawyer S- State Park. Thank you for giving the official name. <laughs> yes, the official name. Um, the piece but like pickleball. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> every pickleball. Elmer State Park. pickleball song. <laughs> um, but I think it's been building for several years, and now like if you're thinking about like the technology adoption bell curve, let me use this like really weird reference we're now at the top we're now at peak adoption of pickleball in my opinion yeah this isn't even the first pickleball venture in town there's uh who was it ovari group that uh, has a pickleball division yeah they so ovari group does has several ventures um one of which is a pickleball league mm-hmm. and they came to they had like had a stop in louisville on their tour and then another is just like i think one of them's like pickleball like equipment i guess is the word and like merchandise and yeah. things like that so um so yeah it's not the fr- definitely not the first like pickleball concept yeah. in louisville first entertainment and but then, <laughs> then um you know uh, louisville downtown partnership just announced like a downtown pickleball league uh for like companies like business for like we could be on your pickleball team. I know people if you'll who have play. Me. I know. Uh, yes, but, uh, but I do know people <laughs> who play pickleball at that court yeah. downtown twice a week. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not anti pickleball. I just hope that they can coexist tennis and pickleball. Yes. I right. just want yes. like a really a good climate where they're not taking tennis courts and turning them into pickleball courts. Right. So. Right. All right. Well, other topic here, um, kind of on the same front. This is near Waterfront Park. So I just wanted to talk about Waterfront Park because I've been spending a lot of time uh, lately at Waterfront Park and at um, across the river in Jeff. And I was thinking of what Waterfront Park lacks. And I guess an entertainment venue, I think it definitely does lack that. So. Uh, what what do you guys think? I mean, is this would you, is this the thing it needs? Is it the thing that's going to bring people to to Waterfront Park? So I'll lean in on that. I guess um, Southern Indiana, specifically downtown Jeffersonville, has had a lot going for it since 2019 when I first moved there. Like my first apartment was in Jeff, um, and it's really kind of developed just not from just parlor pizza but now they've got union restaurant and game yard they've got common house hall common ha- common hall house common house hall common house hall <laughs> or um, <laughs> if you want to use the german Hoss. pronunciation um and a couple of other places that like really draw people in and then on the louisville side like you used to have dot crows slash um, was it tumbleweed? That a tumbleweed? It yeah. was a tumbleweed. Yeah. And now Pig Beach is supposedly coming there, but really that space is too big for any one restaurant unless it's like got something big going for it. And it's a bit far away from where you come off of the bridge. Right. Like it's down. Like it's not close enough. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's just not enough there. It's more focused on like the outdoor space. It's got playgrounds, it's got great benches, it's got like where you can rent a bike 
kind it's, of in the you've middle You've got there. two different things. Like, Indiana has... You get off the bridge in Indiana, and you've got, like, you got dining commerce. options. You got you've got beer, retail. You got and then it's just cream, not developed at all in Louisville. So What's I don't know developed is just, it's a park. Like, right. It's definitely. developed as outdoor space. In a yeah. different way. And it's two yeah. different right. visions. And I think there's specific rules as to what yeah, can be... Yeah, because it's a city park. In September, I wrote about how they are... Um, looking to change the land development code so that way they can have more things down there for a specific building that I think is owned by POCOs right now, or maybe the city bought it back. I don't remember. Um, I wrote a story in September about how they're changing or looking to change the land development code to allow more businesses to operate down there. Because right now it's only zoned for certain types of businesses, which are like apartments and I think hotels and Restaurants, And I think that that's pretty much all that's allowed right now. Yeah. Um, so this new land development code would allow museums, art galleries, event facilities, aquariums, like all of that type of stuff. Um, and so hopefully that could be the beginning of more development down there. Um, I think that something that's potentially lacking, though, will be parking. Because mm. it doesn't seem like we have a ton of parking down there. Yeah. If we were to try to have a lot of more, like, commercial developments. So, that's I don't know. That's true. I mean, it gets tight when, you know, uh, like a Waterfront Bats Wednesday. game. Or yeah. Waterfront Wednesday. I mean, it Parking gets, is... Yeah. Even loose City games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when you have loose City and Bats games at the same time. Oh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> and, like, are we just averse to um, parking garages? Is that Maybe it's just really expensive to build those, but it's just, like, we could use, like, 10 more of those in this city, <laughs> like, instead of, like... In Nulu. And, yeah. Like, in Nulu, If parking near was, Waterford like, Park, yeah, instead of then just would, out, then we yeah. could also have more things <laughs> yeah, are exactly. in parking garage or parking <laughs> lots. Right. But. So, I guess it's just, like, you just don't... I mean, you have some downtown, but you don't see them outside of downtown. I think maybe Mall St. Matthews has a small garage, but um, uh, but anyway, I guess it's just I guess it's two different things. And I like what Waterfront Park has to offer, you know, for Waterfront Wednesday or for um, Forecastle or that, you know, they they have a cool venue, and I like that you can rent bikes there and you know ride around on the little. Um, what do they call the little, you know, where you... The scooters? Yeah. Well, the scooters get mad if you go into Waterfront Park. I don't know if you guys have tried the that. The scooters get mad? Yeah. Like it sounds it, like David has tried that. <laughs> the app is like, you are in a no scooter zone. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I looked at it. Like, I couldn't get it to accelerate, and it was because I was in a no scooter zone. Oh. Um, so they're, hmm. they're pretty smart. <laughs> smart technology. But I just didn't want to, like... The scooters are going to take over. <laughs> they're going to become too smart. Too yeah. smart. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, they know too much. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I like what Waterfront Park has, but I think I like it, what Indiana has better because, I don't know, I just it feels festive. It feels like you're at a festival or something when you're mm-hmm. in Indiana. I so. do think I would like, like, I love the parks there, but, like, you know, if there was a restaurant that you could, like, order out, walk straight to the park, right. eat it in the park, like something along those lines. Also, the park is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I would more likely go there if there was more, because I don't go there all that yeah. often. I usually go there for certain events and things. Yeah, but and I think the other problem is that it's really far from downtown. I mean, it's not, but you have to, like, you couldn't work at Humana 
and you know and eat lunch in the park. and eat lunch in the yeah. park because it would take you 20 minutes to walk to the park or whatever mm-hmm. it just seems like it's far i don't know what you can actually do about that you can't move downtown or the park well, but it's interesting let's just take humana and move it somewhere else humana <laughs> <laughs> Move downtown over. <laughs> well, I've had Just that a couple of blocks. That's yeah. all. I've had that same thought. Like I said, I lived in Jeff for a while with my husband, and um, we would go jogging across the bridge, and then I'd run all the way to downtown, and then I'd be like, "Oh, it'd be so cool if I could just get to work in downtown Louisville from the walking bridge. Like I'd park over yeah. there and just get my exercise in." But the problem is, it's so far that I would be so sweaty by the time that I got here that I'd have to not work (laughs) i'd have to go back home but like yeah i think um it's like downtown is a few blocks away but then in jeff it's like you're there (laughs) you know like there's housing there's there's restaurants there's the tea bar which has the most ostentatious uh sign of any tea bar uh, on the planet it's like fresco tea bar (laughs) you're like who advertises a tea bar that loudly (laughs) but yeah that's just me i think I think it's funny that it's so like I don't know big and bold. I would think that would be for like a car dealership. The the side, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're doing big things in the tea industry. APR, <laughs> yeah. bubble tea. Tea is just such a quaint drink that I just don't think it matches. Well, their maybe side. that's what they need. They were like, "How do we get people excited yeah. about tea?" Like tea big needs some attention. <laughs> yeah. Tea's tired of this. Let's see here. Is there any any other suggestions for making Waterfront Park better? I like it. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll move us on here. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, beer and whiskey here uh, on the podcast. Uh, first off, there's a new brewery opening in a former coffee shop, and it's quite controversial, right, Ellie? Yeah, so 1020 is opening in the former Heine Brothers and Douglas Loop, which we've written about several times, but they're opening this week. If you're listening, wait, I don't know when this comes out. This comes out tomorrow. They're opening today. <laughs> if you're listening live. <laughs> if you're listening live, they're opening October 14th at 4 p.m. Um, to be pa- Pause the podcast and run <laughs> Go over there. Go get you a beer unless it's not You can just play on your way over. Um, it's a little controversial because the Heine Brothers closed somewhat abruptly we got i think actually we were recording the podcast when we got the press release that they were yeah, closing. i remember that yeah it was like in the press release it was 4 p.m it was like we're closing at 6 p.m so it was literally like two hours ahead of time that they told us they apparently told the employees the morning of yeah um and so honey brothers has been going through um the employees recently won their elect or their election for to form a union um, at the time, they hadn't. They were still trying to form a union. Um, and so that was somewhat of a controversial move because they thought that they were being, um, I guess, penalized for trying to form a union. Um, Heine Brothers owners, however, say that they've been thinking about it for a long time. They've been in talks with 1020 for a long time. They are focusing more on drive through stores, and their first only drive through store is opening soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, And that was their last non-drive-through store outside of downtown so um i don't know you know about all of that all i know is 10 is <laughs> opening today <laughs> or yeah. at october 14th at 4 p.m <laughs> yeah um you know there's definitely that it seems like there's a debate on either side of that the mm. unionization issue but I- either way uh 10 is moving in there and just a side note 
the pickle bar guy is a ten twenty guy, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like <laughs> these two stories are related they anyway. Are. Did you the call him the group. pickle bar? Or did you call did him I say pickle bar? I think you said, the, I mean, but that's an excellent it's name. True. I, mean, would be. Yeah. I hope he's listening to this yes. and getting John, some ideas. John and you Flodder could get the royalties for coming name? up with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Flotter. Yes, Mr. Flotter, if you're listening, <laughs> we have a, we have suggestions. <laughs> Big Dill. <laughs> Big Dill or Pickle, pickle bar. bar. We're naming this for you. Pickle yeah. Bar. Um, he also, this. I just, there's so many weird connections with these stories, though, because also Heine Brothers and 1020 used the same interior designers, which I find, I just found that interesting that they ended up going never, into yes. Heine Brothers. Yeah. yeah. But... Because mm-hmm. they, they definitely have distinct looks. So mm-hmm. good on that interior designer. Who is that? Do you remember? Journey and Jacobs. There you go. They also did Corridor Bar. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Now, this could be a whole podcast. I know. Who designs all they these bars? They do a bars? lot of like, bars. Oh, uh, we're doing this. <laughs> and I have, there's another interior design firm out of Cincinnati that does all the biscuit bellies, or at least used to do oh, yeah, all the biscuit bellies, that. and they do um, Feast, Barbecue, and Royals, and mm-hmm. other restaurants. So... There could be a whole little, like, We're, what designs are matching what? We got to stop talking about this idea before another news outlet steals it. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, th- this is a <laughs> yeah, good Yeah, if you're listening, WDRB. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so speaking of breweries, um, I guess Louisville Beer Week is also coming up. And it's, I really kind of just want to take this journey of Louisville Beer Week. It's, I mean, it's, it's a cool event. And... It's it's a lot of different breweries participating, and am I nuts or is it's like every Louisville beer brand pretty good? Like, does anyone not like a, a Louisville beer brand? Like, I I like them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's Laurel and I like to uh, kind of rank them on like we have our own little like ranking system going on. Yes, based on like beer taste, atmosphere, and also if they have food or not. They have food selection and. I feel like it gets difficult because every time we go to one, we're like, "This one's this our one's favorite. good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always I say I yeah. suffer from object permanence. Like every brewery I'm at is my favorite brewery, mm-hmm. and Ellie can attest to that. We go to one, I'm like, "This is my favorite," <laughs> and they're all cool. Like, mm-hmm. were, okay, I can think of one like local beer I didn't like very much, but it's not that I don't like the brewery. I just didn't like the beer. Right, but and there might be something else on the menu that's good. No, I'm going to say it. It was, and and I I mean no offense to Apocalypse Brewing, but I tried their peppercorn beer once. And I, I had didn't that like one that. too. I didn't like it. My much. issue with Apocalypse was I couldn't figure out the parking lot because <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it really sneaks up on you. <laughs> and then you're so, going, and yeah, you have and to then it's go like, back. Oh, well, I I literally circled the first time I went there. I circled the block five times. Yeah, you had to circle in order to get to the parking lot. So, <laughs> but I I also had that peppercorn beer. So what a funny did you like it? Maybe, maybe I thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's just such a unique thing. It's very niche. You, you know, know what I think to the have problem a was? Beer. I, I did this, and this was a dumb idea. I bought a whole, um, what do you call the big jugs? The, oh, uh, a growler. A growler. I bought a whole growler oh, of the peppercorn that's beer. that's bold. Yeah, and like <laughs> never tasted it. First? Without tasting it first. Oh, well, that seems like it was on you. <laughs> Buying a candle <laughs> without ever smelling it, you just think you know what it's supposed to smell like. And then I was, oh. well, usually if you have pepper anything i like it and and then i got home and i was just like i gotta drink this whole growler (laughs) (laughs) and i did but uh but like that's just that one beer and it's a very specific beer you know and i like their other stuff it's just that was the one that i can think of but like i was just looking at the list of the participating breweries here and I, i don't know if i can even get through all these but third turn against the grain akasha apocalypse brewing atrium 
Bluegrass Brewing Company, Butchertown Brewing. Um, you know, there's there's a few of them, a few more in there. But I'm, I'm just sitting there looking at it, the list, and I'm just like, these are all good. So I just kind of want to like take this journey and like go get a, a like a passport stamp at each of these breweries. Yeah, the possibilities yeah. are endless. <laughs> I don't think my liver wants me to do that. Can, do you get like it, I? Haven't actually read the story about it. Do you get like a passport stamp or something? That's awesome. <laughs> That's how it usually works with uh, with uh, beer weeks. Is that how? Well, it works? and then you've got the Louisville Ale Trail, which is you know the organizer. I don't know if it's the sole organizer, but the Louisville Ale Trail plays a big role in Louisville Beer Week, along with a different day in May. I don't think it's called like Louisville Beer Day, but what's it called? Hmm, I don't know. There's some there's some big day in May and I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyways, Louisville Ale Trail came out with passports. Um, so I don't know if the passports are incorporated into Beer Week. Um, but I think the enticing thing is that you get all these breweries working together on collaborations. Um, like Gallant Fox will do something with Atrium. Or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just cool to get all these mashups of your favorite brews. Every person I've talked to in the Louisville beverage industry indicates that it's a very tight-knit, close I've heard industry. That it's very much mm-hmm. all like we're tides, out of this ingredient ships, or whatever that phrase is. How's that phrase? Um, uh, a rising rising tides lifts, lifts all, all ships. Yeah. That's oh, it. that's cute. Because yeah. um, <laughs> so I wrote when I wrote a, that bourbon cover story beginning of the year everyone was happy to talk about each other and like happy to you know, if they're doing well, we're doing well. When I wrote about Beverage Wars, the most recent cover <laughs> story that had to do with beverages, um, I talked with the Elixir Kombucha folks, and they were like, we have really gotten to know some of the people in the Louisville beer scene because they do fermenting, and so they've been getting tips on how they ferment beer mm-hmm. and how they can use that in kombucha. And it just seems like we just have a very like close community and I love that. We're like a foodie city, but we're also a drinky city. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. A bevy city. <laughs> oh, I like that bevy. one. Bevy. Bevy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bevy. <laughs> and I think a lot of them like, I'm thinking a shipping port came out of, uh, against the grain and like, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of shared history mm-hmm. among them. When I wrote about corridor bar, which is owned by Denny Humphrey, who's done like almost every bar. In yeah. Louisville. Um, he's he, the high horse guy. He's high horse. And, and darlings. Um, darlings and yeah. all that. But he um, said that, like, within the first few weeks, he was just kind of having, like, industry folks come in. And if they liked the bar, then he was, like, good to go. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems – I like that about Louisville. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot of connections. I've, I've heard it said, like, if one brewer is, like, I'm out of this ingredient, I'll, he'll, like – if somebody against the grain is out of an ingredient, they'll call up another brewer. Hey, you got any of this? Yeah. And they'll just, like, help each other out that way. I don't know. You know, that was a few years ago. So maybe the, maybe those relationships have gotten a little more sharp. Oh, no. Like the Eagles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like the Eagles. <laughs> um, let's see here. I think the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, on the bourbon front, uh, moving off of beers, I just went to uh, Down One Bourbon Bar this week, which had its uh, grand reopening. It had been closed since the beginning of the pandemic. Have either of you guys been there? I think I have. It's the one that's right beside the it's Young like, Center. It's, it's across, like under. Yeah, and ground. it's like you go down. I think I have been there, but it was obviously a few years ago because they've been closed for a while. Yeah, they've been closed and uh, just reopened. Um, 
great old fashioned while I was there. Any any favorite uh, bourbon cocktails or favorite places to grab a bourbon cocktail? I recently had a and I don't know what the drink is called. Well, actually, I do know what it was called, but I don't know if this is like the official name for it or if the bartender just made it up because I was with a friend who knew the bartender. Aren't so most just giving drink us names drinks. made up after like what bartenders call them though? Yes. <laughs> um, but he called it. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> he called it um, a leg up. Is this an official, is this a drink people know? No, I've never heard of it. It was bourbon and um, Aperol and something else like peachy um and it was really good yeah but i tried to google a leg up yeah, drink and don't do it that's why i didn't, <laughs> that's why I didn't look it up because something else came up and that's not, not a, an access level appropriate name yeah i was kind of worried there but uh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but it was good yeah and this was at um noche the Mexican oh, okay, yeah. barbecue place. Yeah. I, I've never been to Noche. I have uh, heard good things about it, though. Very interesting. Uh, former church, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think that's it for this week's show. Uh, plenty of advice on where to go for beers and uh, and cocktails there. So uh, I will uh, wrap this up. We'll, we'll go around the room and share our social media handles. And uh, I'll start with Laurel. Uh, Laurel, where can people find you on social? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and on Twitter at Laurel. Ellie, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Eleanor and on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert. All right, and Haley, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Haley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon. All right, and you can find me on Twitter under my handle, DMAN3001. You can also find me on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Ellie, and Haley. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.